0: This is WLRN News. I'm Tim Paget, and this is the Latin America Report. Few parts of the world have suffered as badly from the COVID-19 pandemic, from death rates to unemployment rates, as Latin America and the Caribbean have. In 2021, that also put heavy political strain on the region. I look back at the year in Latin America and the Caribbean with Eduardo Gamada from Florida International University. He's an expert on the region and its politics. Happy New Year, Eduardo.
1: Happy New Year, Tim.
0: So we both chose our top three stories of the year in Latin America and the Caribbean. Your number three pick is the worsening migrant and refugee crisis.
1: Why? Anywhere between six and eight million Venezuelans have left Venezuela as a result of the collapse of the economy and the political system. They have essentially affected domestic politics wherever they have gone. In Colombia, it has generated significant backlash. In Peru, and Ecuador, in Chile, significant rise in xenophobia. And as candidates campaign on the basis of sending these migrants back, And of course, the same thing you can say about the migrant crisis in Central America, which is a global phenomenon, like the Haitians that are coming up through the Central American caravan. The impact politically has been felt here in the United States, and that is likely to get worse.
0: My number three pick is somewhat happier. Much of Latin America turned the region's COVID vaccination tragedy into triumph. Last March, Brazil had administered only three vaccine doses per 100 people, compared to 18 per 100 people in the U.S. At the start of this month, Brazil had two-thirds of its population fully vaccinated. So did hard-hit Ecuador. In Chile, 84%. Cuba, 82%. The shame is that in many countries, healthcare officials had to overcome the vaccine obstruction of leaders like Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro and also Eduardo, the fact that the US and other developed countries didn't donate more doses to Latin
1: America sooner. I think you're right, and it's something that several Latin American countries have pointed out.
0: Your number two story of the year in Latin America and the Caribbean was also COVID-related, and that's the deep economic hole the pandemic dug for most countries.
1: The region as a whole was utterly unprepared for such a pandemic. Latin America was already facing an economic downturn with the slowdown of their export markets, And you have to understand that relative to the U.S., of course, the ability to provide economic stimulus to keep people out of poverty or out of absolute hunger is not very high. And so the economic impact, of course, ended up being drops in GDP on average of about 8%. My
0: number two pick is Cuba. The anti-government protests that erupted all over the island in July were unprecedented. Still, Eduardo, we also saw the communist regime's predictable iron-fisted crackdown. So will the unrest lead to any real change to the island's ramshackle economy or its political repression?
1: No, because the international community today lacks any kind of capacity to force regimes to change their behavior, especially on the human rights side.
0: This is a good segue to your number one story of the year in Latin America and the Caribbean, how threatened democracy became in the region again. How serious is the new trend toward authoritarian government?
1: I think it's very serious Of course, Cuba, Venezuela, Nicaragua. But this is not a left or right issue any longer. Case in point being President Bukele in El Salvador. Similar situation in in, in Brazil, right, with President Bolsonaro. And the U.S. is trying to say, look, we have to counter this authoritarian trend. But it's a very big task.
0: My number one story is Haiti. The still-unsolved assassination of President Jovenel Moïse in July, a major earthquake in August, economic implosion, and the takeover of much of the country by violent street gangs. Failed state isn't a strong enough term to describe what's happened to Haiti. What, if anything, can the U.S. and international community do at this point to stop the country's freefall?
1: There is a lot they should do but aren't doing. There's been no real call for action. And unless there's a call for action, 2022 could result in something even worse.
0: Then let's hope for a better 2022.
1: I hope so, Tim.
0: Eduardo Gamata is a Latin America expert at Florida International University. I'm Tim Paget in Miami. This is WLRN News.